Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM. Welcome to Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host today, and uh, if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text on 04-888-808-11 or email info at faithfm.com.au. Visit our website also if you like faithfm.com.au. If you like to be part of this program, write us. We are going through. Uh, if you want to send an SMS, please do that and use that number 04 888 Our team for this week it's a great one again. Does the Bible have an answer to cults? And our big questions for uh, the week, why do people join cults? Why are charismatic leaders so successful? Does God want believers to withdraw from society? And what does the Bible, the biblical church look like? These are just few questions which we are going to look into um, during this week. And our co-host today, again, is Joseph Maticic. And Joseph is the General Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. And it's very good to have you with us again, Joseph. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Great to be here with you, too. It's great to start with a great question. And as we are discussing today um, uh, about the, what is a cult, mm. uh, how could you define what is a Called Joseph, can you help us here? And as we go through the program and during the week, we may um, we may touch into some different aspects. Sure, just just sure. to put some basis here uh, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That, thank you, Nick. It's it's this is something that's really really important for us to to discuss, and um, because you know there are some strange and um, at times very sad things that have happened uh, with people who claim to be. To be Christian, to be religious, to be to be believers in God, uh, or even people who have um, interpreted the Bible and, and taught it to other people, I'm talking about situations where a group of people um, have formed themselves following some leader, and uh, we end up uh, seeing a situation where they they become a cult. Now, um, yeah, you've asked there, what is a cult? Well. Let, let's let's look at defining it a little bit, Nick. So, um, you know, Webster's, for example, uh, says that a, a cult is a quasi-religious group, often living in a colony, mm-hmm. with a charismatic leader who indoctrinates members with unorthodox or extremist views, practices, or beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 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 a sort of a simple definition of what a what a cult is. Okay, okay. Uh, and just before uh, we move on, because uh, I, I think we'll uh, open up a little bit more. But you know, it's very confusing for uh, people sometimes because they'll associate uh, even a. I know I come from a very uh, orthodox uh, background, and anything which is not orthodox, they will associate with a cult. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's right. And, you know, um, usually minority, how can we put it, minority religious groups, uh, minority denomina- denominational groups have seen, been seen either as a sect Yes, or a cult. Yes, but S- similar and, terms. And I, I believe you're right. Probably that was the also the confusion. I mean, some people believe, oh, this is a sect or this is a, a cult. But as you read from the Webster, um, uh, that's particularly like a, a, a very um, how to say uh, restrain um, small group to say yeah. so. And uh, as you just said here, a colony or a charismatic, uh, you know, movement uh, uh, which um, which they have. Unorthodox views yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware that you know in, in a number of countries there's usually um, the, the dominant or the national religion, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, in some parts of the world, uh, the the vast majority of people will identify um, with with that with that religion. And then um, if there are any other religious groups, they're usually very very small. And um, that the country will consider those people as as part of a sect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, minority well, religious groups. All right, let's uh, look at a little bit more uh, than on uh, to define uh, this. Yeah, so we're looking here. I guess a sect is like a, seen as a smaller version, a, 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 a smaller uh, religious group, um, or a, a fairly strict group. But but a cult takes it a, a step further, and that's particularly what we're looking at uh, today, Nick. Um, uh, a standard definition of a cult is that it's a particular system of religious worship, especially with reference to its rites and its ceremonies. Uh, a cult is also a group that's bound together by the veneration or by the respect of the same thing or the same person or the same ideal. Mm. Um, it's also uh, another way to look at it is it's an, an instance of a great veneration of a person or ideal or a thing, especially as manifested by a, a group of group of admirers. Mm. Now, the word cult has its origin um, from the Latin cultus, which means habitation, refinement, or worship. All right. So it has that religious uh, aspect to it. Now, we, we, we use the word cult uh, in, in other contexts as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example... It can be referred to as as a cult band, uh, which indicates a, a, a band like a music band um, that has a a small group of very devoted followers. Um, and even nowadays, we will use an expression that someone has a cult following. Yes, um, yes. That 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 expression, a cult following, is 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 used not in. Not even in religious context at all. Uh, we just use it in, in in sort of everyday language uh, about someone who has become really popular, and uh, and, uh, and and there's a group of people that 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 is really following them. And we think of, for example, a sports star, mm-hmm. uh, a really popular sports star does does really well in, in something um, in some sports event. And uh, and what tends to happen is um, uh, yeah, the media pub- publicizes that um, maybe they've achieved something maybe it's almost unexpected and um, and then what ends up happening is uh, people jump on board and become um, uh, really uh, quite excited about following this person and the expression that's used is they say oh this sports star now has a 
cult following. Yes. Um, so it's re- it, what's emerging though is it's it you know, you've got a leader, and then you've got a group of people that that are that are really really following it in, in general circle. In religious circles, a cult is usually a group of people who are following a charismatic leader. Uh, that's overemphasizing some parts of the Bible, and I would also add there, overemphasizing some parts of the Bible and or misinterpreting, mm, mm. And, uh, and who have control over their followers. And, in, and uh, I would expand on that a little bit. Um, as some would call that, brainwashing. Brainwashing. So, so Nick, really, a cult is a as far as our program is concerned is a is a religious group with a strong charismatic leader where they overemphasize certain parts of the bible perhaps missing actually are, are really misinterpreting it and um are controlling their followers and and they usually are Segregated that they separate themselves. That, mm, that, that's mm. what we're talking about here. Yeah, an extremist group um, that's taken some part of the Bible with a strong leader, and they, they, they've excluded themselves. Yeah. That's what we mean by cult, yeah. a religious and, cult. Uh, absolutely, uh, Joseph. And as I said, we may come a little bit more to to some aspects of this what you already shared as we go through the program, because um, I have some uh, also. I had some issues, you know, uh, when I grew up in the, that part of the world because uh, people misunderstand some of this, uh, uh, as you just said, uh, uh, what's a, what's a cult, you know. And, but look, uh, now what's the problem here, Joseph? What, what's the problem here? People can choose to do what they want or believe what they want. Can they? Okay. Fair question, Nick. Yeah, you're right. Especially in, you know, here in the West, we, yeah. Uh, we, we respect everyone's individual choice. Mm. They can do wh- whatever they want. You, you're right. The problem, Nick, becomes when people are manipulated or get so controlled that the group that's following the leader ends up in 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 some destructive behaviour. All right. That's where your problem comes in. Uh, and what's more. Uh, when cult leaders are quoting the Bible, are are twisting the Bible, so that they are they they are making the Bible say things, teach things that it really isn't actually teaching. Mm, mm. Then it's then it then, then we're heading into dangerous dangerous territory. Why? Because well, th- this is actually. This twisting of the Bible, this this misinterpreting it, really is actually misrepresenting God. Yeah, it's misrepresenting what God is, who God is. Uh, it also deceives people, and it sometimes leads them to being harmed. Mm, mm. That then becomes a, a, a destructive thing. Yep, yeah. and and Joseph. Uh I'm just again another question just pop up in my uh, mind because uh, we're looking back even in history, you know, in um, in the dark ages uh, when the traditional church uh, looked again to anything else which was out of their teaching as as almost like as cults. But this is the, the problem because you you said here if it's somebody who misinterpret 
the teaching of the Bible. But, you know, everyone here today, we have 30 some uh, something thousand uh, uh, groups or religious groups that's right and organizations yes and everyone believes that they have the the right interpretation that's right and how are you making sure that the right interpretation is actually what the bible tells not what you think that's the right interpretation and probably here is the the most difficult thing to um to really um, to settle, you know, because we we need to allow the Bible to interpret itself. Yeah, and that, that's that's important, Nick. And, and look, we, we're going to look at that um, in a moment as we as we look at some of the characteristics of a cult. We will find that Nick, that um, uh, yeah, using the Bible, or, or really, it's misusing, twisting, it's really abusing it. Um, is 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 the basis for 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 a lot of these cults. Mm. Um, now, uh, there's always yeah, as you said, there are we have we have thousands thousands of different religious groups, and uh, it, it can seem a little bit confusing, almost seem a little bit overwhelming. And uh, and critics can can point to that, Nick. Critics mm-hmm. would point to that and say, well, look look at you Christians. There's thousands of you. You you, you claim you all have the one Bible. You can't agree. Therefore, uh, yeah, you're all you can't. Yeah, you're probably all wrong anyway. You know, yeah. That's that, that's that's a criticism that uh, atheists that 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 non-believers may throw. Now, just because there are so many variations, interpretations, doesn't mean that there is a source of truth. We mm. do believe that clearly Jesus' uh, sta- words. He said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Uh, he said that His word, the Scriptures, your word is truth, and we are to seek and to find it. There is just because there are variations doesn't mean that there isn't uh, there isn't a source of truth, and we we believe that. And part of the reason we um, we, we yeah we, we put on these program. Um, big Q&A and, and, and do this is because we want to wrestle with some of these things and, and help sure. uh, in this search for truth. So the, the, the problem, though, becomes when we, when we have situations where individuals uh, stand up and gather a following, uh, take some sort of scripture, some of scripture, and uh, and lead people uh, essentially to lead them really astray in, into in quite extreme things and sometimes quite dangerous practices. Now we can think of a number of examples of this, and uh, let let me share a few. Nick. Sure. Uh, and this will help us as we yeah get a handle on what we mean by cults. Yeah. Um, so let let me let me share. Uh, not that long ago, um, for example, let me uh, share with us about. Jim Jones. He was a reverend uh, who originally was based in San Francisco. Uh, he was actually even awarded awards by the, by the US government for being a great civil rights leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in 1978, he led his followers to live in a jungle in Guyana in South America at a place called Jonestown. So he convinced a whole group of people, this, this, this leader, he convinced them to all go over to this place called Jonestown in Guyana, mm-hmm. uh, that it was supposedly going to be like a, a wonderful place. And, uh, and then what ended up happening is uh, he convinced them all to drink cyanide-laced drink. Wow. And they all died. 
basically they killed themselves. Mm. Over 900. Uh, and this is known as the Jonestown Massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, then let me share the other example. Uh, think of a, uh, a cult called the Branch Davidians. They were led by a man called David Koresh, who was a, a self-confessed Messiah figure. Uh, David Koresh had some strange teachings from the book of Revelation. I can mm. note this. Mm. Some strange teachings from the book of Revelation. Uh, Koresh believed also that he could take spiritual wives from the members of his cult. Wow. Uh, now, he and his followers uh, locked themselves up in a compound in Waco, the city of Waco in Texas in the United States. And in, uh, in 1993, the government authorities surrounded the compound. There, there was a standoff. Uh, there was a siege uh, that lasted for 51 days. 51 days. These people holed up in this compound before eventually Koresh and his followers uh, basically ignited, put on fire that compound, and Koresh, along with all his followers, they died Incinerated themselves inside that, inside that compound. Some seventy-five people died. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember that. Uh, yeah, as you said, uh, seems like many years ago now. But yeah, it was back in nineties. Yeah, when uh, was on the news. That's right. Everywhere. That's right. Because yep. this was, uh, uh, as you just said, uh, in the US, uh, the government took action. Yeah. To you know, to seize, uh, siege that, and uh, tragically, tragically, and many people were drawn into that movement or group, not understanding everything about uh, about that, because that's the danger. That's the big danger. That's right, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, mm. uh, let me give one more example. Uh, there's uh, Heaven's Gate, was another cult, led by a man called Marshall Applewhite. He convinced his followers that a flying saucer behind the comet Hale-Bopp would come and that essentially they, they could be taken up in that and taken up, taken up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he convinced his followers that by suiciding, they'd all be taken up, up to heaven. And tragically, that's what they did. And so it was on the 26th of March, 1997. Uh, the mass suicide claimed the lives of 39 people, including their leader, Marshall Apple, Apple, Applewhite. Mm. Uh, authorities then, when they uh, came across and found the bodies, interestingly enough, they found them all, all the, the bodies neatly dressed in matching clothes, wearing Nike shoes. Wow. You know, so uh, there are uh, just three fairly recent examples of cults, um, and there are others. Now, that they don't all end up in murder suicides like these, but nonetheless, they are they are uh, misleading people. Mm-hmm. Right, Joseph. That then, uh, w- what is about cults that makes people join them? Mm. Are there some things that, uh, you know, all cults have in common? Yeah, really, really good question. Yeah. You know, there are actually, Nick, a number of common characteristics of all cults. Let me share four. 
And uh, you'll notice that all of these were uh, were part of the the the, um, the examples that, that, that we mentioned. Number one, uh, number one thing that all common that all cults have in common is they have a domineering leader or a, a strong leader. Right. They all have someone who's who's a, a significant leader. All of them. Um, usually, it's a charismatic figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, by charismatic, we we uh, we mean that in in just the sense of the t- word that they're you know people are drawn to them, okay? Influential, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, chari- charismatic and charisma um, actually has some you know, biblical overtones, but that's not what we're talking about here. We, we just simply may, may look at the word in the in the simplest sense: charismatic leader, who's someone who draws people, you know, um, someone that that uh, people will will follow. But that's that's characteristic number one of all cults. Mm. They have a strong leader, some some significantly charismatic figure that leads them. And the second thing about all cults is that they discourage individuals to think and decide for themselves. Wow. Okay. Uh, there is there is a fair amount of brainwashing that takes place. Uh, they may use coercion, force, uh, to get their followers uh, to suspend their individual judgment and choices. So that's that's the next that that's the next second key characteristic. Um, that is, uh, people who are part of this group, part of a cult, uh, are discouraged for thinking for themselves. Uh, for deciding for themselves, uh, for, for being able to choose for themselves. Uh, there's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of control. Yes. That's a real characteristic. Now, uh, you imagine, how, how, otherwise, how else would you get people to, uh, to agree to, you know, to drink poison, for example, unless you're really able to manipulate them? So, number one, you've got a really strong leader. A really charismatic figure that leads them, and secondly, people who are following almost yeah well they are they're following unquestioningly. The third thing that all cults have in common, Nick, uh, well especially religious cults, is that they they will emphasise one portion of the Bible over all the other parts. All right, okay. Uh, that they will take some aspect and and really push that aspect, um, push it to the extreme. Um, so they'll take one part of the Bible, or or um, what they will do is they will twist it. They they will, uh, yeah, misinterpret it and uh, and make it say what it really isn't saying at all. And 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 so that leads people to um, uh, to think that this is what the Bible is telling them to do. Uh, and sometimes these these cult leaders, sadly, very sadly, uh, will will use the Bible. To say the Bible says that you have to do this, and 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 sometimes it's it, it's actually downright abusive behaviour that they're claiming the Bible is saying it allows them to do, and immoral, incestuous kind of relationships, perhaps sometimes that the leader uh, is justifying from the Bible, and and take out of context Absolutely. some of the passages. And if you are not uh, uh, solid into the Bible to know for yourself the Bible, you can easily d- be drawn into things like this. That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, and. Um, there's a fourth common characteristic to all cults, and that is that they and, and we saw that in all three of the examples before th- they will withdraw from society 
and th- they get removed from their families, from their friends, from, from their communities. Yeah. Virtually right. on every occasion, you'll find that they, they are taken away. They're, they're in some commune or in a compound or, uh, yeah, separated from, from, from where, where people are, are in general. And so, yeah, those four things. Number one, number one again, a, a domineering leader, a charismatic figure. Number two, uh, members of the group are not allowed to really think for themselves. They are, they are manipulated, controlled, brainwashed. Number three, uh, they will uh, just take, one portion of the Bible or misinterpret completely the Bible and finally they, um, cults will um, withdraw and isolate themselves. All right, all right. Hey, Joseph, uh, we are going to look into the Bible to also find some um, answers and teachings there. But before we do that, I would like to take a short break here, play a song. Uh, but before I'm playing the song, I really like to give uh, away a book, which we have it for the whole month here in December, the book called Advent. This is a wonderful uh, book, just uh, uh, brand new, uh, coming from the press uh, by uh, Nathan Brown and um, hearing the good news in the story of Jesus' birth. This is a book with the 31 chapters. Uh, we started to give it a bit early for people to be able to read every day a chapter and for the whole month of uh, December they could read this book and um, this is free for you. Everyone, if you like this book, please just send us an SMS to 04-888-80811 or visit our website faithfm.com.au write an email to info at faithfm.com.au and this book is uh, yours free of charge no obligation it's a wonderful book uh, easy to read probably you may even uh, read it in in one go Um, and I encourage you to SMS us right now as you're listening to our program hey um, I mentioned that we are um, you know approaching the season for the end of the year and even the music we play it may uh, is not Christmas yet but you know I I will play some songs with uh, that uh, kind of flavor and this is one for you now be born in me you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A Lord Jesus, be born in me, that I may be reborn in Thee. I'll make a place for You to dwell, come into my heart. Come into my heart 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. We are looking uh, today uh, the question, does the Bible have an answer to cults? And uh, Joseph, just before the break, we we try to establish a little bit and, and talk about the, what a cult is, a bit of definition mm. of that. We look at uh, some characteristics. Yes. What involves, you know, I mean, to to be called, you know, like you're part of a, of a cult. And you, you mentioned um, some four... Um, Things. So would you like to just briefly just repeat uh, those uh, those things which we just mentioned before the break? We we saw Nick that all religious cults have essentially four things in common. Number one is that they have a a strong leader, a some charismatic figure. Uh, second thing that we noticed is that um, uh, people who are part of a cult um, are discouraged and uh, from thinking for themselves, from making their own decisions. Um, there's a lot of manipulation and a lot of control over them. Uh, the third thing is that they will uh, really overemphasize uh, a particular portion of the Bible, and uh, and the other aspect to them is that they tend to withdraw themselves. All right, now. Just really want to open the Bible and uh, and let's see what the Bible have to say about uh, uh, cults, because uh, you know we we can talk and we can bring our own uh, understanding and we can uh, read even from uh, whatever uh, what what we find out uh, about the description of a cult. But what the Bible says in this regard, I want to begin Nick by sharing a, f- a few warnings that the Bible gives us uh, s- significant. General warnings um, that that relates to to what to, to cults in, in um, especially. Uh, let me start here in Matthew chapter twenty four, uh, and uh, read the words of Jesus when he was telling us what would happen uh, prior to his second coming, prior to his return. Uh, Jesus says here uh, in Matthew chapter twenty four and verse twenty four, he says, "False messiahs." And false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even even the elect. So the Bible here clearly tells us that there are going to be false prophets, uh, false messiahs, mm-hmm. uh, religious leaders, essentially, who are going to appear. Uh, they, they will be there and they will deceive people. Uh, and that's that's the that's the first thing that I that I want us, us to notice. Um, notice um, another uh, warning that that the that the Bible uh, gives us. Uh, this one's found in Second uh, Peter, chapter two, and uh, and verse one. And it says there, uh, but there were also false prophets among the people. Just as there will be false teachers among you, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Um, and uh, and then it goes on a little bit further. It says that many will follow their depraved conduct and b- will bring the way of truth uh, into uh, into disrepute. Uh, so the Bible again here and. and uh, makes the point that there's going to be people, these false teachers, false uh, uh, leaders, false religious leaders who are going to uh, appear. Um, here it says that they're even going to deny the sovereign Lord. So cults 
whilst they, they claim to be uh, based on the Bible, they're actually going to be denying some of the key biblical truths. One of them that's mentioned here is denying uh, the sovereign Lord. Uh, let me share uh, one other uh, passage that, that gives us a, a general warning that relates to cults. Uh, and this is a really, really significant one, Nick. In First John chapter 4 and verse 1, it, it, it gives us this significant warning and caution and, and, and instruction. It says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Uh, now, th- th- really, in a sense, uh, cults or uh, religious, false religious leaders is not a new thing. Absolutely. It's not just yeah. in you know in the last little while. As, as we as we speak right now, uh, people are still uh, you know looking uh, for those things, you know, and and there are people claiming those things. Yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So the, clearly, the Bible gives us a, the, a number of general warnings about uh, false leaders, false religious uh, figures, uh, whether whether they be considered as false prophets, false, false messiahs. Uh, false, false Christs. It says that they're going to that that they will be around, and that people will be led astray by them. Mm-hmm. Makes the Bible makes that uh, make makes that makes that quite clear. Um, now, in addition to that, now Nick, we, we can then look at uh, what the Bible uh, tells us about cults in a number of specific areas. Uh, the Bible gives us some really good advice on cults in regards to. The, the characteristics about a cult that we talked about. Now, we, we, we touched on, uh, we, we highlighted that all cults essentially have four, four characteristics. And so notice what the Bible has to say about each of those common characteristics. Mm-hmm. Characteristic number one is that all cults have a single powerful leader that people trust. A, a, a charismatic person, someone that 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 people are, are drawn to, to follow uh, implicitly, yeah, and trust. Notice what the Bible has to say about that. In Psalms, one hundred and forty-six, and verse three, it says this: "Do not put your trust in princes." In human beings who cannot save. The Bible here is warning us that we shouldn't trust uh, people. Uh, people who, uh, they, they cannot save us. We can ultimately put our trust in them. Uh, in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 22. God is speaking and he says, Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. Now, all cults will have a strong religious leader who, 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 who will essentially, like Koresh, claim that they are the Messiah, claim that they are you know, a representation of God. And and this is what, what misleads people. But the Bible makes it clear that we are to trust no man, to put our trust in no man, that that there is no other God but but the the God of heaven, the, the one that uh, is revealed uh, revealed in Scripture. 
We are not to trust anyone above God, no matter how persuasive or charismatic they may be. So the first characteristic of, of all cults is that they will have this strong uh, charismatic leader. And the Bible speaks to that and it says we are not to trust any of those, even to, particularly not to trust uh, what they might be uh, saying or teaching, teach, teach, teaching from the Bible. Uh, in in Matthew chapter seven, uh, the Bible tells us a little bit more along those lines. It says, "Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves." And then it it adds this, and this is really really important. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Notice those words? By their fruit, you will recognize them. In other words, uh, any person, particularly those who claim to be uh, a religious leader, uh, those who claim that they are uh, a religious teacher, uh, a messianic kind, you know, even those who, who, who make the high claims of being a, like a messianic figure, um, the test will be test them by their fruit. See what their lives are like. See, see what it, what, how they lead. And on every occasion with those cults that, that we mentioned earlier in this program, every one of them, tragically, we see what the leaders are like. They're controlling, they're manipulating, and they've led all their followers into, into tragic, tragic end, tragic destruction of, of, of destroying their lives. The Bible tells us, watch out for false prophets. They come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. In other words, they look great on the outside, but they, they are anything but that. So that's what the Bible has to say about the first characteristic about cults. Uh, that's, what it, that's the advice and the warning it gives us about religious leaders, strong religious leaders. Okay. The second characteristic of cults is that the members are pressured, uh, members of a cult are pressured n- n- to not think for themselves. And interestingly enough, the Bible makes it very clear that God created humans with the freedom of choice. Yes. We see that right in the beginning when uh, we read the, uh, the cre- creation. God created humans in the image of God. There's something about humans, Nick, that distinguishes them from all other creation. You're right. Uh, there's something about humans that distinguishes them from all other animals. Absolutely. From all animals, I mean. Yep. And uh, it's that ability that humans have the ability to choose, to love, uh, to, to, to respond. And um, we see, you know, God uh, in the beginning with the first humans, he placed uh, the first humans, Adam and Eve, in the garden, in the Garden of Eden. And he placed them in the garden, and it was a perfect paradise. And there was, there was one particular tree, though, where God said, uh, he said to them, you may eat freely from all the trees but one. Uh, and and God did not want them to touch it and to eat from that tree. 
um, lest, lest they die. Now, one could say, oh, well, God shouldn't have even put that in there. But hang on, let me just think this through. The very fact that God placed that tree there meant that God had set up a situation whereby humans were able to choose to obey God. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. If the tree wasn't there, their, their, their ability to choose would not have existed. Correct. But God has given created humans uh, as free will being, with, with a free will, they, they could choose. And, um, and so that's, that's what we find there. And uh, now sadly, of course, we know that humans... It was the wrong way. Yeah. Well, they 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 um, they uh, u- uh, use their freedom of choice, and uh, they ended up unfortunately, um, yeah, choosing to to eat from the tree, and uh, and we know where that's left. But the point is, uh, the Bible is very clear that 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 we have the ability to choose. Uh, we said that in in a, in a number of places. I'm I'm reminded, Nick, of um, uh, the um, the instance there with Joshua, the great leader who of Israel after Moses near yeah. the end of end of his life, and Joshua's. And the Bible says there in Joshua 24 when he spoke to the people, he says, "Choose this day." This is recorded in the in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15. Choose this day whom you will serve. Notice the key words: choose this day. Okay, it makes it very clear that humans have the ability to choose. Um. It's it's there for us to be able to choose. First uh, Peter, uh, chapter two, verse sixteen s- says, "Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil." So, um, God created us with freedom of choice. Uh, God wants us to study, uh, to investigate. Uh, he wants us to to decide for ourselves. The Bible tells us God is love. Mm. God is love. By its very nature, love always allows you to choose. By its very nature, love does not force, it does not pressure, it does not manipulate. Otherwise, it's not love. And God created us with the ability to choose with the ability to, to love, with the ability to, to, to respond. And so, I, I, yeah, the Bible is very clear here, Nick, that, um, yeah, we are able to, to choose for ourselves. And that goes very much against uh, the mentality of people in a cult where they are so much... Brainwashed. Yeah, that, that they, <laughs> yeah, so much that they, they don't think they can choose, that they have to do what they, what they are told yes, to and, do. And that's really important. Even though you read the, from Joshua there, then he added, you know, but about me and my family, I choose to follow God. That's right. But he was not implying that everyone has to do what he's doing, but he was giving himself as a, as a good example. And if we are, if we can be, role model and that's what we are called to be Joseph yeah, yeah. Uh, good examples role model and knowing uh, what we are teaching others not to um, you know uh, twisted and to manipulate uh, people because that's not freedom of choice when yeah. you start to do that yeah yeah right well okay well, we we look at the the first two yes yeah we have some more yeah the third characteristic is that cults and cult leaders will emphasize one part of the bible over others nick um, now, Jesus warned about people, especially religious leaders, who would emphasize um, their teachings um, to, to, you know, to, to, to an extreme. Uh, in the 
on one occasion, Jesus, when he was speaking in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7 and verse 7, he he warned about people who worship him in vain, whose teachings are merely human rules, teaching uh, the traditions of men as being being the commandments the commandments of God. Uh, elsewhere, we find um, that uh, we are instructed to search the scriptures. Um, I think of particularly the example that we find in the book of Acts, chapter seventeen. Uh, where we have here uh, the story in uh, about um, uh, Paul and Silas when they um, came to a Jewish synagogue in, in Berea. It says to here in Acts 17 and verse 11, it says the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, and then it adds this, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Notice, notice that these these believers here are commended, uh, called more noble, because the, what they did is they didn't just take what the what Paul and Silas, the apostle, great apostle Paul, the the, the evangelist, the the, the 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 preacher, the teacher, uh, they didn't take what what Paul was was what sharing what he, what he had been teaching. They didn't just, didn't just take it and, and just swallow it. Rather, what they did is they went to the scriptures themselves and they searched the scriptures to examine, to test, to check right. whether what Paul was saying is true. Absolutely. And Paul was one of the greatest teacher, uh, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, Bible uh, teacher of the time. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And yet we find that uh, people here are, are still were, were searching and studying and deciding, checking for themselves to see whether what he shared what was actually the case and so um, that's the third characteristic um, cult leaders will emphasize one part of the Bible and they, they will twist it and impose it on, on people uh, but uh, yeah the Bible encourages us to, to test for ourselves to study for ourselves and I'm reminded Nick uh, in Second Timothy uh, chapter 3 and uh, and verse sixteen, uh, it says that there all scripture is God breathed. Mm. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is useful for doctrine, for teaching, for rebuke, for correcting. Notice what it says there: all scripture. So there, there's clearly we are to take all of scripture, not just. Race off and look at at one one portion of it, or, or just focus on one part, as as cults and cult leaders do. That's the third characteristic. The fourth characteristic we said is that cults tend to isolate themselves. They will withdraw. They will take people away from their families and their friends. Now, this is an interesting one. Yes. This is an interesting one. Yep. Uh, there's sometimes been tendencies among certain religious groups to want to be a bit more, you know, withdrawn or isolationist, Nick. But um, cults take this to, to the much greater, to the next level. They really do. They, they really isolate themselves. They lock themselves away. They live in compounds, as we said. And we looked at those cases earlier, you know. Where, That's right. As you mentioned, yes. That's right. Yeah. Notice, though, that this goes against what the Bible calls us to be and how the Bible calls us to live. And I think in particular, uh, Nick, in, in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus said that his followers, to his followers, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. 
Now, how does salt work? Salt has to be mixed in amongst the food Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the flavor to spread. Jesus is saying to us, to his believers, you are the salt of the earth. You are to mix, not not to be uh, withdrawn. Uh, salt is useless just sitting in the salt shaker. Yes. It has to get out of the salt shaker. It, it, it's only effective when it's, when it's mixed into, into the food. And, um, and that's what Jesus is saying. And he goes on and not only says you are the salt of the earth, uh, in verse 16, he says, uh, Sorry, in verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Um, light shines. It is seen. Uh, these cults are hidden away, secluded. But Jesus says that's not how we are to be. And, of course, we have the, the great commission that Jesus gives in Matthew chapter 28, mm-hmm. where he says, go into all the world. Matthew 28, verse 19, and Mark 16, go into all the world. It's very clear here, Nick, that we are to go, not to withdraw, not to isolate. Yes. Um, and interestingly enough, just 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 on the fact that, sadly, cults um, uh, will take people away from their family or friends, you know, cut them off, so they cut, cut themselves off completely from them. That's because they don't want them influenced or anything like that. But it's interesting that we have the example, one example where Jesus healed the demoniac. Mark chapter 5. And at the end of that, that experience, the demoniac wanted to stay with Jesus. And Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, uh, says something very interesting to him. Uh, he begged to stay and to, to, to follow, to be there with Jesus. And I'm going to read this. Notice here in Mark 5, it, Jesus did not let him, it says, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Jesus is saying to this man, Don't stay with me. Go home. Go back. To your family, go home and tell them. Spread the word. Share. Absolutely. Total opposite to what cults do, where they withdraw, isolate, pull away. And uh, Nick, you know, a, a final feature. We haven't we haven't talked uh, too much about this, but uh, th- there's one other aspect to cults. Essentially, they will deny the basic teachings of the gospel. The, yeah. the core the core teachings of the gospel. They, they will even deny the truth that Jesus is, is, is the saviour. Why? Because essentially the cult leader becomes, becomes that kind of quasi-Messiah, quasi-Christ. Uh, and, and, and yet the, the Bible has warned us that, that there, you know, even, even back then in, in the uh, first century, it says in First John 4, Friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. So there's, mm-hmm. there's something very significant there. Uh, of course, uh, the Bible clearly tells us that the gospel is the good news, the good news that Jesus came that he lived a perfect life for us, that he died to pay our sins, pay for our sins, that he rose again on the third day. That's the basic core elements of the gospel and uh, that we are saved not by our works, but that we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And, and, and all cults 
will will deny that or or diminish that 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 great truth, that great good news, because they want people to to be following them as a cult leader rather than following yeah. following Jesus Christ. Okay, all right, Joseph. That's uh, that's wonderful. Uh, the time it's going so quickly uh, today, Joseph. And I wonder if you could uh, just bring it together a little bit, just uh, to conclude today with um, with a couple of uh, things, and then we have a short prayer. And um, yeah, that's our program for today. Yeah, thank you, Nick. So, we, yeah, just just to bring it all together, we find that unfortunately, uh, down through history, we have situations where people have. Um, in the in, in in the name of religion and been drawn to to charismatic individuals led away led astray and the bible has clearly told us that there will be false religious leaders who are going to lead people sadly astray and so we need to be cautious of that and be aware uh, each one the bible tells us in isaiah chapter 8 to the law and to the testimony if they do not speak according to it there is no light in them. That's a beautiful passage. Uh, Jesus himself said, If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. indeed. Free indeed. And so I just want to leave that with, 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 um, with all our listeners today. That's wonderful. Thank you very much, Joseph. Uh, how would you like to just uh, pray today? This is a very sensitive topic, it actually, is. for many uh, people. And uh, please just uh, a word of prayer. Mm, let's do that. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for. Uh, giving us uh, your word and your caution which reminds us and warns us uh, to beware of people who may claim to be your leaders, to followers, who want to draw us away um, and to, to, to deceive. And um, yeah, Lord, help us to not be led astray. Help us to keep our eyes on you, uh, to uh, to discover who you really are, your good news of the gospel that, you've, that you have given to us and your word that you've that we can uh, study for ourselves, the ability that we have to choose for ourselves to discover you and to follow you. Uh, help us to be aware that we are not led astray and help us to continue to search to follow you is my humble prayer for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Joseph, uh, for that. Um, looks like our time is up for today. Uh, please join us tomorrow when we ask, uh, why do people join cults? And we'll learn more about this. But until then, may God richly bless you. Don't forget to text us on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and share with us your thoughts uh, and also claim that wonderful book, Advent, which we just advertised a bit earlier. That's yours. Uh, wonderful book uh, for this season. Um, may God richly bless you and uh, looking forward to hear from you. Until then, God bless you. I will leave you with a song right now. I think about his love. Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about his love that brought us through.
is love.